Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. Guide, Guide in. in. Wow, jumping in on that one. Um, who's the Who's in, the new guy? It's It's me. It's been me. It's 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 always it, been me. It was me, uh, Austin. It was me all along. And this season, we were playing through Ocean Horn Two Knights of the Lost Age. In this episode, we're finishing the game. Woo. Um, you could call it that. We are rolling credits we're on Ocean Horn Two. Yes, <laughs> surprisingly rolling credits to our to our uh, yeah. In our last episode, we got kidnapped. We escaped. Uh, old Mezzi summoned Triloth. Whatever well, okay. that means. We 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 sort of ended before like all of like the big thing went down on that island. We we kind of we kind of we kind of ended the episode in the middle of the the prison escape. Well, like we escaped. Okay. And we escaped the prison. We did not escape the fortress, so to right. speak. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, yes. Okay. We got out of the prison the prison, prison quadrant. section. Yeah, the prison section. We got out of the living quarters. Yes. <laughs> we're gonna go we're gonna cut through the kitchen. We're gonna go ahead and stop by the restrooms for a little bit and then Commissary, go through five yeah. foyers uh before we meet Mesmeroff. Gotta cross the yard. Um we do have uh very quickly as we start this up, we do have a a, a boss fight. Let's just call it we have so few of these, I'm gonna just gonna call this a boss fight. Uh we have to fight a big spider guy. And you just, I don't, it's not really necessarily a trick to him. Like, there's a trick to the room. You can make bombs drop down. Yeah. Which I didn't even realize that until after I had killed the spider. Yeah. Oh. Those, those, okay. that, the, the trap in the room did more damage to me after the fight was over than it did to the spider dude. Uh, also, I do want to, I want to ask Brian, uh, in this time, did you get the sword upgrade? Um, no, I got it after this. So you got I, it after it, that. It, yeah, it's just like the first game. I got the sword upgrade when it didn't matter anymore. Well, okay, so <laughs> I figured out some things that we didn't talk about with the sword upgrade. I figured out a thing. It does okay. do something. There's a charge attack that you can do with it. Oh. Is it different it uses... than the charge attack we had before? Oh, it was there a charge attack before? This yeah, it does a charge nothing. attack the whole game. <laughs> yeah. It's bad. It doesn't Yeah, it's bad. It doesn't really do anything. I, okay, well, this one maybe does something because this one. Well, I mean, the previous one did it use up all your stamina when you did it? Uh-huh. Basically, uh, this one does that as well. Except I, I don't know. The final blow, you do a whole bunch of slashes, and then there's a big explosion that comes out of your sword. Oh, well, oh, that's I don't know. new. Yeah, I think that okay. might be new. So uh, that's probably. I think that's all you get with the sword because I believe the damage is the exact same as the previous sword. Is it? I mean, my. The new sword didn't really do, yeah, much damage for me. I, I thought it did slightly more, and the only reason I say that is because uh, I remember fighting Itikas, and it took me, like, one hit, like, took out 95% of their health bar. Almost And then all. I think after the sword changed, like, one hit actually just killed them straight yeah. out. But Maybe. I, could be, I uh, could be wrong. You can You can also break barrels in one hit instead of two. So maybe does, there is a slight it's it, still like the 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 little crab guys that we fight still takes like three hits. Yeah. It still takes the same amount for everything else. I'm like, oh, so I can I could kill the mosquitoes really quick. Cool. It's it's just like the first game where the sword the new sword really doesn't do much for you. It cool. it does a little bit better, but like it's negligible. 
Uh, after we beat the spider bot, we get our hook shot back. We can hook around. Um, really, like, this is a a long, like, maze-like path that we have to go through with all these different spires, with these bridges connecting them. You circle around. We get our things back one by one. You get bombs. You, it, It's a weird layout because I accidentally went the wrong way on something and was just sort of like, is this some secret thing that I'm supposed to find? And then eventually went back around and was just like, oh, I literally just did the opposite of the loop that they wanted me to go into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As soon as you, you get your bombs it. back, there's like an area before where you could have bombed through the wall. So the first thing I did was go back and bomb through that wall. But what they expect you to do is to go forward, go through a bunch of stuff and then loop back around and bomb through that wall from the other side. And it's like, really? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's also confusing yeah, it- because there's like a place where, from the other side, like it's intended for you to get back to the get back and close the loop, but it's like you can go on these like floating hooks from either side, and yes. so if mm-hmm. you're coming mm-hmm. back, that was what I did. Yeah, that just like helps you hook back to where they want you to go. But if you go yep. back and bomb the wall, it's like oh, these two hooks just lead me to the middle of nowhere. And I can't do anything from here. And yeah. I spent like five minutes trying to It's not to clear. Out it's not clear either. Yeah. You're not, you're, it's not like you can get to certain places where you're like, oh, this is clearly a dead end. Maybe there's a ledge that's just too high for me to climb up or something like that. This one, just like you're hanging there. And this happens so many times where you can be hanging from something when you're supposed to be using the hookshot thing. And you just have to be looking at it just right. So you're spinning your camera all around just to be like, what am I supposed to be looking at here? Like, but, and then the reality is there's just nothing. You just went the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, we do get a, a random scene in this where it just cuts to trend, like looking outside, like she's just hanging out of one of these spires and is just like looking out. And I'm I guessing we're just supposed to. Where the triloth are. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I guess we're just supposed to infer that she escaped her thing because we do run into her later and we give her her sword glaive thing back. We, we trade swords with her, which I right. was like, can I can I keep this? This is, I mean, it's sure fine. It, it's fine. It does just as much damage, maybe a little bit less damage, but I had the regular sword. So slightly, slightly less damage. Than that. It doesn't use ammunition, so it's yeah. like a better ranged weapon than yeah. a gun. In you just some throw ways. it at stuff. It, it was fine. I, I was like, I, I would rather just keep your sword. I'm, um, maybe she's, uh, maybe she's off fighting her way through something too, but and really needed it. But you know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, uh, we get our items back one by one, um, and we just we just go through all of this. I just don't feel like there's n- much more noteworthy in this. It was a long. It yeah, it wasn't designed well. It wasn't designed in a way that like felt good to go through, um, and yeah, we're just slowly getting our stuff back. That's yeah. that's kind of all this is. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get stuck on like one dumb puzzle that was like, "Hey, here's an idea that we've never shown you before," sort of thing. Like, just I just kept moving through it. One thing that did bother me design wise is that. Oh, yeah, the, the teleporter in this area is designed for you to access it from another teleporter. So you can see where the teleporter is, and you can see the bridge that takes you there, but 
there's no way for you to know that you can't actually lower that bridge. The switch is like on the other side of the bridge. So what you have to do is you have to get off of, uh, you have to get out of the citadel and go to another teleporter. And if you want to come back, you can teleport to it there. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just never going to figure out how to teleport here. The only reason I figured it out is because I like looked and I saw that the teleporter was already active. Like the golden orb is already sitting on the pedestal. So I was like, oh, I bet I can, I bet I can just loop back around. I wonder if there's something cool over there. And no, you could just teleport back here if you want. That's Uh, it. Okay, because I I didn't... So maybe that's not a thing until we get here because I've, you know, that that's that teleporter isn't open. I could see Well, it, it is so it is open when we get there, right? Like the, you know, we normally have to put the sphere down on it, mm-hmm. but I remember seeing it and being like, okay, so that thing's already active, not piecing together that oh, so it's active on the other side of the teleporter as well. Um and I jumped down that pit a couple times. I was like, what am I supposed to be doing here? I'm not even thinking like, oh, they've already given you access. Like, why? I don't like, I mean, I get they don't want you to, they don't want you to be able to just leave right now because that'll probably break something. Right. Right. Um, so instead they do it this way, but it's like, I don't know. Give us, give us some kind of cut scene or something like, no I, I don't, there's, I don't know. I found like half the teleporter uh, teleporters in this game. I think I so. have all of those, but it doesn't count towards anything. So no, no. Yay. I got all of them as I did cleanup on uh, on the game. That was mm. the only reason. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I never used them to like jump around the game. I never used them for like what you would want them for. I was just like, cool. I like going into this room and standing in the void and being like, this is cool. I'm out. Right. So anyways, after we do all that, we run into Mezzi, and he just does a lore dump on us. Uh, mm. He t- he basically explains his side of things, uh, that he was just he was just trying to learn things about this world, you know? And since he put on this crazy mask, he could see some, some things that other people couldn't see. And so he just was exploring. He wasn't doing anything bad. He was just trying to learn. Yeah. Um, and Archimedes sure. was so jealous. He was just so jealous was. of him. So jealous. They were just Gosh. yeah. He was jealous of him. Mesmeroth was jealous of Archimedes. They're just it's just a big jealousy sandwich here. Mmm, <laughs> um, <laughs> delicious jealousy sandwich. Yes, peanut butter and jealousy. Um, and a, a we we get this weird nini. We get this this weird scene where it's just him walking around this pretty forest and all that and he comes across this, this ancient ruins and he even flat out says, I didn't know what I was doing, but something happened. And like, he, he just shows him at a computer and just like hitting buttons. And <laughs> this is explaining how Trin came to be. Trin this and our came how to you be. came to be right. Us. Oh, right. Okay. This is explaining how we were born. Uh, he refers to us as son. He, mm-hmm. he considered us, uh, are, he considers us to be his kid. He's, yeah, but, this is real daddy. So this is this scene is going to be very important to sort of the ending of this game. Uh, because this is the first time it explains this weird, I don't know, green gooey orb. This is a thing that is, a, is going to be important, but it, they don't say it. And it's like, it is when we 
talk about what the 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 lore means through all of this. Uh, BC, what do you have? I, I was just gonna say, yeah, this explains his Mesmeros rant from the previous episode where he was talking to Trin and he's like, "You came from the beacon. You're an orb. You're an awoken <laughs> orb." <laughs> yeah. Um, and so he puts we're an orb that get put into there and then it gets turned into a baby and then right. he's just like what am i gonna do with this baby i got i got science to do i can't have a baby around when I i'm doing all my me exploration doing science yes yeah. um it's like and, dr quest he's like i don't know why i have these kids uh i got science to do <laughs> so then he goes and said he says like oh there's there's one person he's the he's the purest best person i know even though he can't pronounce things properly and he's talking about mayfair um and <laughs> he's hanging out with my friend that i shoved whose soul i shoved into a robot yeah it was it was for science i was trying to figure things out um i think he even brings up about that thing where he didn't do it intentionally either right yeah he was just kind of like well no he was it was more of a he saw it happening because he's got this mask on. And uh, this gets described to us when we go to Faroa uh, and get the special <laughs> sword uh, where he says that he saw Jen's body or, or Sir Corbin's body, uh, soul leaving his body. And he was like, no, my friend. And so he just shoved it into a robot. Okay. And didn't tell anyone that that's what he did. I just thought, like, it just seemed with all of this that, like, Mesmeroth is just, like, Mr. Magooing around this whole thing and just, like, stumbling across stuff. And he's like, oh, and it just ended up making me the villain. It's like, yeah, that's how we're supposed to humanize him of just yeah, being like, oh, he's, he's trying, just, he's, he's an idiot. <laughs> he's he's trying to learn about, he's trying to learn by doing. Well, I, I, I think it's, he's, he's smart, but the whole, the whole conceit is that the mask is what's showing him the reality of the world. Uh, and yeah. when he finds you in that orb, he was specifically going to study the beacon in Arn, which is reference, but we never go to, uh, mm-hmm. uh-huh. which is weird. So he went to, no, I believe the beacon is in source. There's a beacon in Arn too. He said there's an Arn beacon. That yeah. Is, it, is that what yeah. it is? Okay. Because that's one of the weird things is they say, oh, there's a beacon in Arn, but it's different than the others. And then when they first talk about Source, they make it sound like not a lot of people know that Source exists even. So Yeah. Okay. But after all of this stuff, this whole explanation, then he's just like, so this is why I am trying to stop Archimedes. And then... You would think, I don't know, in a, in a grander game, you would have, like, this is where you make a choice, right? And this one is, like, he's explaining everything, and this is why he's doing it. Now, fight your dad. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> I brought you into but, this world. Like, I can take you out of it. This, like, this is almost like a, a Last of Us Part Two situation for me, where I'm, like, I am on a different side, like, morally with, with these characters, but the game is forcing me to do things I don't want to do at this mm-hmm. point. I Everything in this them. game, every choice this game gives me is like, uh, that's not the choice. I don't even, I don't even want either of those two choices. I, 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 I fall, I fall on a different side of all of this. But then we fight him. We've got uh, a boss battle where this was just funny for me because I just kept shooting him in the face. <laughs> yes. I don't know what the, what the strategy was for you guys, but you just stun lock him. 
you can just keep shooting him in the face. And, and then eventually so he's just like, oh, man. And he war- he teleports up to, like, the upper level and starts throwing magic at you. And But then he comes back down to the, the ground. And then you just stun lock him in the face again for a while and just rinse and repeat. Yeah, yeah, I've got all like most of my best damage stuff on the gun and like yep. boosted damage, boosted charge. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, screw the sword. For the rest of this episode, like I don't even really use the sword for anything. Yeah. Whether um, or not you can, depend, you know, some of it you can't use the sword. After we deplete his health, I'm not going to say like beat him no. because He's just like, all right, I'm bored. Try off. <laughs> and he yeah. just does the like the weird summoning black hole spell thing <clears throat> that just then teleports you to somewhere else. Like it's never been clear what this thing does because it like sometimes it seems like it will teleport you. Sometimes it'll damage someone. Sometimes it will like just make it sit there for a little bit <laughs> and then, and or it's just gone forever. Who knows? Like it's, it's Swiss it's Army just, magic. Pretty much. Um, but that he kicks us out of there, and uh, this is where we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back and see what else is waiting for us in this game. Man. Hello, my name is Jonathan Dunn, and I'm inviting you to listen to Our Three Cents, a weekly podcast where myself and two of my very best gaming chums are counting down our top 100 favorite video games of all time. For all the episodes and information, check out our website, www.our3cents.co.uk. On the Super Nintendad's entertainment podcast, catch us grumbling about the news every Monday on the Morning Dadcast, chatting with industry professionals, and most importantly, teaching our kids just how incredible or horrible 80s and 90s video game and pop culture truly was. All right, what else you got? The Sega Slingshot. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. <laughs> the blast processing was really fast. Why can knuckles fly even? Tide prawn dough. What does that even mean? Samurai Pizza Cats. Gabe, but we almost named you Guido Anchovy. <laughs> Doing a Belvedere requires a set of low hangers. I'm gonna die. <laughs> right here on Greenlit. So we get back and we immediately cut over to um, Mayfair and Trin are flying in. They're trying to get to the White City because they know that's where Triloth is is making its way towards. That's yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, now this is also where we kind of are just like left to do whatever we want to do for the game. This is like the final cleanup kind of thing. Cause mm-hmm. if you go to the white city, it's in chaos and it looks like, I don't know. It looks almost like it's snowing or it could just be like ash either way. It's like some sort of thing is falling to the ground. Yeah. There aren't any bad guys here. There's just the same NPCs. It, and like it looks like they're all on their same routes, but they're running instead of walking now. Uh, we also do get a a full explanation for Trin on. I had said multiple times, why do we not talk about her parents? And it's because she doesn't have. I mean, right. it's because it's because Archimedes is her actual dad. Like, right. if we're considering Mesmeroth as our dad, Archimedes is Trin's dad because right. he did the same thing with the orb that created Trin. Because Calliope. Uh, or Calliope, Calliope um, uh, really wanted a kid, and he felt bad, and then he figured out a way to do whatever Mesmeroth did, and yeah, 
we also get just this weird scene where we have like a first person view of Trin as a baby, right? Mm-hmm. Is, is um, that what that was? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then this is also when her mother died. When Calliope, when Calliope died. Okay. Uh, her mother's her mother slash grandmother. Um Greek name and... Greek names are hard, y'all. It, Master Mayfair <laughs> is, you know, he's doing the best he can. Um and this is just a weird scene because she's like it shows her like going to the the soul uh emblem, right? Mm-hmm. And then she gets stopped for whatever reason. I mean, she's a kid. She wants to play with the shiny thing. It makes sense. But again, it's all in a first person thing. And my yeah. guess is because they were like, well, we just tried shrinking her model down, but it looked weird. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, they, they were probably just like, yeah, we, we're not gonna be able to make a baby. Well, it, this game just puts you in first person when it doesn't know what to do. So like, well, like what, swimming underwater. Well, and like part of it is she goes in and then Archimedes is looking at this cube and she just touches the cube because she thinks it's right. cool. Right, yes. Because she's a little kid and it's shiny. Uh, and it opens up and has this thing inside of it. I don't remember what it is, but... It is, it is a, it's like a star map, and it's showing a ship, like, going from, like, our planet or to our planet or return. It's something about going from one thing to another. It's going from... Oh, yeah, it's going from the planet Earth or the planet Gaia up to the space thing that keeps getting referenced that just like flies around in space. Um, that, that doesn't, it, we're getting, okay. Since we, it you are here, in imagery, you are on a journey with us. And if you are here at the final episode, uh, be prepared for spoilers. I'm going to just throw some stuff out right now. The stuff they're talking about, the spaceship does nothing. It means nothing. No, no, in this no, game. no, no, no. It, I was like, going to say like, there's a bunch of stuff in this episode where we could go and we'll find out about that later. And then we get to the end of the episode and be like, no, 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 we don't find out about, about any of it. Just, just no, kidding. That was, a, that just, was a joke. It's so it's, this is why like, it's so easy to forget this stuff because we will see this scene. And then an hour later, we're going to roll credits and it's just going to be like, wait, what about that scene before? Oh no, it didn't matter. It doesn't mm. even matter in the follow-up game. In the in the first game, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> There's a character that will come up in this episode who was referenced on in the first game, and it was only if you like went through this dungeon and you went over to this like gravestone and you read about him, and then yeah. like in Oceanhorn One, that was a throwaway moment because only in that instance is he referenced. And it doesn't do anything with the rest of the game. Like, those concepts aren't addressed in the rest of the game. And right. then he shows up in this game for one conversation. That really goes nowhere. That doesn't, it wasn't necessary at all. And it's like, oh, my God. Okay. So, but, uh, yeah, after We're after making this, our way. We, We're making our way, everyone. We'll, we'll, we'll get there. But after we see this thing, we see that Calliope's dead. Why? I don't know. Anyways, moving on. Uh, she died of in... a broken heart. Yeah. Um, it's because of the radiation that Trin puts off. Like, <laughs> that was the problem. Um, Archimedes never had any time for her after he stole her away from her marriage. <laughs> he was married to his work. Yeah. Um. So, like I said, this is where we are opened up that we can just do a bunch of exploring. I will say, let's go ahead and like we'll talk. We'll talk about a couple things in here. Um, I tried to get every bloodstone, okay, but I came too short, 
And yes. I could not figure it out. I was using a guide and I still was like, I don't know which one I'm missing. And I was like, I don't have time to go through all 52 mm-hmm. yeah. of these again. Did um, you look up what you I get? No, I couldn't. Oh. E- I still couldn't even find anyone talking about that. Like part of me is like, there could be a glitch in this game where like one of them didn't register or something right. like that, you know, like, and I, I can't waste more of my time trying to do that right now. And it's like, I feel bad because I do like this game. I do like playing this game. Um, and I wanted to hundred percent this game, but when I couldn't do that, I also gave up on looking into that other secret little underwater dungeon and so I'm going to leave that to BC to explain what that little dungeon is on. I can't remember the name of that island. Uh, yeah, it's. Ooh, what is the. Z- Zenoa? Zomon? Zenon. Zomon. Zomon, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's actually. Um, I found out it's not a dungeon. If you do all of the bounties, um, mm. if you do all five of the bounties. Yeah. Each time you go and you like read their little journals, they reference the boss. So that is where the boss lives. So if you do five mm. of the five of the bounties, one of the um, guards, which you have to go and talk to the guards. It doesn't tell you to do this. You just have to talk to these <laughs> guards who haven't said anything new for like the last three bounties. And uh, you have to talk to them and they give you this key and they're basically like, yeah, we like tortured this dude till he gave us a key. I think this is where the boss is. So you go there, and then there's an island, um, with you like you go and there's a key. Turn the key, it opens the the door. You swim down. It's like there. in a lake at the bottom of a lake or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then you fight, um, you fight an octopus. And I'm trying to remember where he. You've seen this octopus before, but I can't remember where you've seen it. Was it the first boss we fought? Maybe. The very first boss we fought was an octopus. Oh, yeah. It was kind of like the, the vine monster from the first game. Right. And it had its tentacles around you, around them, and you had to hit the tentacles. And they all they all came to you one by one. It was like, oh, this is easy. Yeah, I you think know. it... Yeah, it might have been the first boss, because I was like, I've seen <laughs> this boss before. Um, the only boss they really made for this game, yeah. And so he, uh, you fight him, and his whole thing is, he's like, oh, I was just trying to get them, like, trick them into giving me a bunch of money so that I could build a spaceship to get off this planet. What? <laughs> I, I, I kid you not, I wish I was joking. Like, that's his whole thing. He's like, I just want to build a, a rocket to get off this rock. And I was like, you know what? I'm, like, I knew, I knew I didn't do any of the bounties because I was just like, I don't believe the the cops. I know this world's about to get defunded anyway, so who cares who they have beef with? You know, it's all gonna it. Society is gonna end. I don't care. And uh, yeah, that's a good enough excuse for me. Like, oh, I want to get off this planet. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I I believe that. I'm I'm down with that. Sure. Yeah. He uh, and, and so from this, I believe you get a you get a shard at this point. Um. But That's really, it? yeah, because is it a shard or heart piece? Because I think every bounty is like shard, heart piece, shard, heart piece. Okay, the, well, the bloodstones mm, give you a, a shard too. I just looked it up, they just give you, you a really s- nice shard. Are, really, yeah, 
You gotta be kidding. Okay, here's okay, but there okay, there here's an issue. We've all three of us beaten the game. Did any of us get the shield of Kronos? No. No. Okay, there's a shield of Kronos in this game, and I have no idea how you get that then. Are we sure uh, yeah. it's in this game? I don't think it's in this there's game. There's an empty slot. Yes. Okay. Well, we still have so, an empty item slot. Yeah, that's true. We'll talk about that when we get to the end of the game. We'll talk about <clears> that when we get to okay. the end of the game. Okay, the end quote, heavy, uh, heavy air quotes, end of the game. When we get to the end of Oceanhorn 2. <clears throat> um, yeah, so anything else to sweep up before we, we get back to the main story? I mean, I, I, you know, went and did the sword thing that you guys already did and, and learned about that. And on the way out, Trin mentioned the observatory over there. Like, I really want to go look at that. And I'm like, no, honey, we're not going there. <laughs> I forget it's what Jeremy said was there, but we're not going there. If anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. So matter. we go back to town uh, after we do everything, and we go to like we the, see all our friends. They're all in town. Yeah. The the what are, what do they call it? The citadel or whatever the main area is. Um, f- yeah. And we're 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 going there to try to start stop. Uh, we're going there to stop Archimedes. Uh, mm. When we get up there. It's I had just, a, I had a key for there's like a grand core chest key and I was like oh uh yeah let me go do this thing first and then I will undoubtedly go through the grand core again for the final part of this game and so I'll unlock that that grand core chest then no <laughs> no dude the grand core is like a whole area that's set up as if it's going to be a like as if you're gonna fight something there and you uh-huh. don't yeah uh-huh. like when no. i went through the grand core i was like oh we're coming back here there's gonna be yeah. stuff that happens no yep yeah me too i was like okay cool i like i'll check this out later like when we go through yeah. it it, it no. is a, it is an immaculately designed building and there's nothing. like there's even there's even an outdoor area that you can go to that you can go all around and there's literally nothing to do yeah um I don't understand why they put so much effort into like designing that stuff. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about that at the end of the game too. <laughs> but um, we get up to there, and there's a guard that's straight up just like he's not here. And what are you then doing? that's like it. And then, and then Trent's like, okay, well, instead, let's go ahead and fight Triloth. I guess. I guess uh, we're gonna I'm do gonna, this now. I'll go to Oceanhorn. Uh, let me know. So we ha- we've had <laughs> a couple the, of these. The, the guard is standing there going, "They didn't finish the game. Get out of here." Now, like. So we've we've had multiple moments now of just being like, okay, this is it. Make sure you have everything ready to go. And then you say like, are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, go meet me over here. Then you go meet him there. It's like, all right, this is the point of no return again. Let me know if you're ready. Are you ready? <laughs> yes, I am. Okay, let's go. Yeah. This actually is the part of no return though. Um, and so we get the scene. Trin summons Oceanhorn, and then there's. The two other ocean horns, I'm just going to call them. Um, they, they, sea lork, whatever. What's the other one? I just one? like What's saying it? it. I don't know What's the other the one. one? They don't never, they've never told us because it gets sucked up. It gets sucked into a black hole and it's just gone. And uh, I think I mean, like we, we that is Mayfair is like, well, this is where I stop being involved in the story. Um, that is true. Yes. Uh, I'm going to try and get everybody out of here. You guys um, go fight with o- Okanahorn. <laughs> um, but no, one of them, one of the the ocean beasts, get sucked into a black hole. 
Uh, the other one gets hit, and then we almost... So we have these big black holes that keep appearing around us, and this is going to be important in a little bit, um, mechanically. Um, and we just do this, like, jump into Triloth, this giant sphere thing. Yeah, I wasn't like, expecting we, that. We don't know what this thing is. Well, I wasn't even expecting what the result of, is, of us jumping into it was going to be Well, either. right, that's what I mean, but I was definitely wasn't expecting to go into the big old uh, death orb. Um, yeah, we jump into it and I just, I don't understand this here. This like this, what we were, the idea of what this is compared to what actually happens just doesn't make sense. We jump into the orb and then we're transported back to the, the area that we teleport from place to place. Yeah. We're in the void and Uh, and I'm like, Oh cool. I'm in my favorite spot that doesn't do anything, but it's still my favorite spot in the game. The, the. Architect is here, although he's being called the Great Chronicler, which we've heard about in Oceanhorn 1 as well. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who he is. See, he, so, he gives so, us a speech. Yeah. What? Go ahead, BC. My interpretation of what happened is we're about to, like, we go and we're, like, getting sucked into Triloth and he intervenes like he prevents us from like dying when we get sucked into triloth and he's like you have to survive in order for this vague thing to happen i used to be a person but now i serve the god of time and uh yeah i'm kind of his buddy uh i'm not the god of time i'm just the friend of the god of time um yeah i could see that if like you uh, he was just like whoa kids no don't that's not how you end the game. You don't end the game by jumping into Triloth and he stopped. Yeah, I guess maybe. But we're but, but we're in the void and Oceanhorn's with us. Just standing there. And then we go through a door and Oceanhorn doesn't, but then Oceanhorn's with us again when we get out of the door. I'm just like Im- imagine if on the second to the last episode of Friends, they all met God. And then they just did the last episode anyway, as if like nothing <laughs> happened. Like it's like that that's kind of what happens here. We get we we have this like intervention with this character that is like the most powerful character we could have ever met. You know, like th- we we didn't meet God, but we met God's right-hand man. Is, and yeah, it's his scribe. And he just says, he just tells us, like, well, what are you doing? That was stupid. You're just going to jump into Triloth? No, go this way, idiot. And then we just you go that way. Survive. Anyway. Yeah. And he's That's like, it. And that is his whole purpose. Yeah. He's essentially, like, what is it, Metatron? Is that the angel? The voice? The god? Yes. Yeah. In, yes. Uh, okay, yeah. He's essentially Metatron. Yeah, Alan Rickman. Yeah. Not Megatron. Um, That'd be cool, though, if the yeah. god's right-hand man was <laughs> Megatron. But... Uh, but it is a Kevin Smith movie, so it's pretty close to Megatron, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I think the ridiculous thing here is he makes this point about Triloth where he's like, yo, like it scares me even. And I'm this weird, like supernatural being. I can't stop it, but I can observe it. And so I was like, what does that yeah. mean, dude? What does that mean? How does that help us? Even he, even he follows the rules of essentialism, where he's like, "Look, I, I found a way. I was, he was smart enough to get. He's sort of on the level of Mesmeroth and Archimedes too, because he's like, hey, I figured out how to step out of time, um, and now I just kind of serve the god of time. Uh, yeah, and this is my thing, and I'm, I'm doing my predestined path, where 
this is what I was I was meant to do. It, this is my social status is to be a scribe of the god. Yeah. So I can't really do anything except sort of help you out. And the other thing that is incredibly unclear is a lot of like repeatedly in this section of the game they will bring up arcs of existence so yes. it is unclear to me at least whether or not when they say arc of existence they mean like the existence of an individual being or they're referring to gaia and like like the, the timeline of a specific individual or just like their entire plane of existence because like they I, talk about gaia in a way that insinuates that there might be other worlds but I just I don't. Mm, he okay, also says he's so fond of Trin's arc of existence, like specifically like Trin and the main character's arc of existence. So is it like yeah. their arc of ex- existence, as in Gaia, or is it their arc of existence, as in their no, destiny? That's what I mean. It's that that little kind of essentialism thing where like you know your your little your the little choices you make don't really matter. That's your free will, but you're on this path overall this big overall arc of existence where this is where you're going to end up you will end up here at this point in your life it's what's predestined for you to 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 be i feel like the i feel like the writer of this game got like a b minus in philosophy like yeah it's just it is just like they know a lot of these things but they were super into it though they were they were into it, but they weren't really doing their like own thing. Like this is I have and there there is a game that I was playing recently that I love that like you could tell the people writing this one were like really about it and pro- and may have actually written a book themselves. Um, <laughs> instead, this person wrote a a, a game, um, and you know not not to there are, there are some great stories in games out there. Not to diminish it that way, but like it's still just like. It's too heavy-handed. There's too much going on mm-hmm. at certain times, but then there's also yeah, it's both heavy-handed but still way too light on certain things that it just doesn't make sense, and these ideas tend to clash with each other. Yeah, uh, I mean they're they're almost forcing this in there because you know what, <clears throat> it is a prequel, and so there is a path that they have to get to and end at, and so like, what if we put this idea, you know, this ph- philosophical school of thought in there, and like. Mm-mm. Yeah, but if you knew what you were talking about, maybe it would have worked a little bit better, but so, none of it's cohesive. So yeah, there there's that. Let's go ahead and let's just let's just move on because the game does. Um <laughs> it just dumps us back out into Well, the world. well we get no well we get we get a cutscene where Mesmeroth is uh finally confronting Archimedes. Oh, I forgot and, that when we go into Triloth, it, it it the the shot backs out and we see Archimedes' statue on top of the White City and uh, Mesmeroth's Death Star and Triloth in between it. It's like, look, the two guys are like metaphorically staring at each other and i'm like come on game don't don't even do that don't even try to do that stop it and then they're and then they're literally staring at and then after that scene yeah Um, we get to them in the the engine room so this is where mesmeroth kind of just like lays it out and he's just like look dude i know you think i'm evil and he's just like but you are evil you're using the army of evil and he's just like no dude here see i'm holding here's evil there i destroyed evil okay he's dead like and and he's just like oh Never mind, I've already gone too far. Sunk cost fallacy. Let's go. Um, and so Archimedes just basically ignores all that Mesmeroth says. He tries to give him now. He's just like, look, you are gonna I'm giving you one last chance. Like I have been trying to stop you. You are going to destroy everything with what you're doing. Though 
there was a moment where you could have fought for that. That was before Mesmeroth like sent a giant destruction orb to this town. Like he, you were, you have crossed that line, Mesmeroth. You are yeah. no longer the one saving anybody. You're out of or, the, the, the the order of things that you, it's out of order. You should have done this first before you sent Death Orb to stop him. Um. <sighs> There's also in this scene, actually, uh, looking through my screenshots, I can see a green chest. And I yeah, guarantee that's you. That's the chest. That's the key I that, had. Okay. Yeah. That, that, that might have the shield of Kronos in it. Yeah. Um, how you get to that room, I have no idea. I don't think I've ever been in that room. Oh, you can go to that room. Um, I've been yeah. in that room. I, 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 I guess I didn't. Um, but after all of this, Archimedes says. Screw it. I've already gone this far. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. And then everything starts getting destroyed around them. And this is where Mesmeroth is like, Point well, of order. I've, I've already done what I need to do. So I'm going to go ahead and turn into that green jelly orb that I talked about earlier. And this is how I'm going to preserve my being. This is how he and becomes I'm, a ghost or whatever. You know? Yes. He's like, uh, hey, dude. He's like, whatever you want to do. Sure, I guess. I've already figured out a way to, you know to transform into energy and, and, and peace out. Yeah. So I really don't care what you do. I was just trying to like save you. Once again, this is my interpretation of bizarre events, but my, my understanding was that he got hurt or damaged. Like he was like when everything exploded and Archimedes was like dying or whatever, I think Mesmeroth got injured too. And that's why he turned himself into that orb to preserve himself within the machine but who knows, man? This game doesn't make See, any sense. He, but Mesmeroth art was already Mesmeroth was in the the middle of this storm. Like I think I think he knew this was a suicide mission for him. Like he yeah. knew that he was going to get to a point where he's just like, this is after all of this. Like th- this is my last dis- my last this is my last ditch effort to stop everything he's doing. And if it doesn't work, then I'm going to go ahead and do this thing. And, um, and and this is also like one of the few things that actually connects to the original game where Mesmeroth is sort of this just uh, spirit sort of thing that, that can mm-hmm. inhabit machinery or whatever. And so like the fact that he just kind of pieces out of our existence and, you know, it's like, okay. Sure, that that sort of makes sense for what he's what he becomes in the in the, the original game. And I mean this this also makes sense as far as when you get to um what will be considered the white city in Oceanhorn 1, it's up in the air. Everybody's been yeah. living on this floating island for years and it's because you didn't complete the journey to return the last seal. So it didn't make it to space. It just made it up into the air. And that's the whole thing. Right. Mesmeron's like, you're not going to make it. And there's just like a... He's like, but yeah. He, he kind of goes, point of order. The kids yeah. never put the the final emblem in its spot. So you just turned on a, a machine that's broken. Yeah. Right. You would have think they would have been like, oh, darn. Well, I designed this thing. I should know that it doesn't work without all three. But I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> well, no, he had already flipped the switch, and Mesmeroth's like, ah, okay, oh, yeah. um, sorry, because then he tries to go like, no, 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 and turn it off, and then, and then the uh, you know the workers that are just like underneath him running around doing stuff are like, oh crap, w- well we're all gonna die, so that's cool, <laughs> and like everything blows up. Um, 
there the last scene that we get with this though is Mesmeroth's orb. Turns out he didn't actually kill that evil evil thing. Because the evil is like still inside of him. We see that we see those red eyes on his orb. And it's just like, oh, so he's just like Mesmeroth just screwed himself over. Like he's not he did not preserve himself. He like basically preserved an image of himself that's gonna end up getting corrupted by the evil. So it just it, it kind of throws away any rationale that we had for Mesmeroth and all of this. We're just well, like, the, oh, we're going to humanize him. These are the reasons they were doing it. It's like, oh, no, he's, he's, he's dead, and it's just evil using a corpse of him, basically. Both of the daddies are stupid in this game. Yep. This is where leads to our, our final battle. Our glorious did, return to the world. We didn't know, uh, you know, that this was going to be it because it seems like there should have been a lot more happening. Yeah. Um, also, could we have not just stayed in the void while all this went down and then popped out later and been like, now that everything's destroyed, we we're were fine. we were the whole reason we were coming out was to stop this. We were trying to stop this. The, the, that was why we got pushed out. I thought he um, said, like, look, I just need you guys to survive yeah. all of this and continue life. And I was like, OK. Then why do we have mm. to leave the happy void? We can pop out of the void later and we'll be fine when all of this is over. And well, then we won't he, die. So he sent us to a safe space that he thought would be a safe space. But then <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, We're very I don't understand away. this. I don't understand why this happened. Suddenly, Oceanhorn is evil. Well, well, in the first game, they said, you know, that, that Archimedes created the living fortresses and that uh calamity ganon took over it and you know just just like the champions and uh or not the champions the uh divine divine beasts in breath of the wild it was that sort of thing and so triloth i i assume corrupts oceanhorn that's that's just how i took it yeah that's i mean that's what they said happened in the first game was that triloth corrupted oceanhorn so it just has to happen in this game. It just has to happen. We didn't get the scene of it actually because Triloth had been has been summoned for a little while. Yeah. And we've been using Oceanhorn and it's been fine. Then suddenly when we get kicked back, we're sitting there looking at the White City get destroyed. And like, then, Whoa, that's messed up, man. And then Oceanhorn starts talking, which is Arming laser done. beams. <laughs> death ray. Arming, Arming death, death ray, ray laser. <laughs> And then they're just like, what? And it just starts going, trin, trin. Like, why? I, why? For like see, the next us. 20 minutes, Oceanhorn just keeps going, trin, trin, for like 20 minutes of the next 20 minutes of the game. Once again, I think the, and this is my interpretation of uninterpretable events, but they. <laughs> right. I think there's some insinuation, or my theory is, we know that they can use the beacons to like channel like souls or living beings into right uh, into being, and we know that they can put living beings into machines. So Mesmeroth can do it. That means that maybe Archimedes figured out a way to do it, and like Trin mentioned that Oceanhorn kind of moved like with what she was thinking. Like it moved before she anticipated it. So I'm wondering if Oceanhorn actually is like was used human souls or awoken souls to power it, and now uh-huh. that thing is trying to say like is yelling trin 
because it's looking for Trin, and it also doesn't want to murder Trin, but kind of has to. It can't. Yeah. See, so so I was sitting there going, okay, so in the, in the original game, the way that we defeat Oceanhorn, or the way that we defeat Mesmeroth, is by playing the flute while Mesmeroth is not possessing Oceanhorn. And so I was like, okay, this thing can be possessed like by spirits, kind of like like what you were saying, BC. And so there's a spirit of someone that knows Trin inside Oceanhorn. Or, or, hang on, hang on. Oceanhorn doesn't have its soul, and it's connected to Trin, so it's trying to kill Trin to take Trin's soul to put its soul into <laughs> there, there. That's one thing. And that is why it is searching for her. Every specific there, There's, a, there's an idea. See, I just thought... I thought maybe, like, Calliope's soul was in there and was like, Trin, you know, like, I figured we were going to get a thing. And this is what I was saying earlier, where I was going to be like, don't worry, dear listener, you will will explain what this means at the end, because nothing gets explained. And so I was just like, well, yeah, at the end, we'll find out who was inside Oceanhorn yelling for Trin. No, it just, it just yells Trin over and over again. Trin says, shut up, because I I also was going, I wish that thing would shut up. I'm tired of hearing it yell Trin's name. And then it got to a point where I told Trin to shut up because Trin kept telling it to shut up. And I'm like, I'm getting tired of this endless feedback loop. None of this will get explained at all. We just get chased by Oceanhorn for a while. Yeah. So this is where we suddenly have our hover bike back. Yeah, I've been why? wanting it back sure. for this whole time, and because everyone's favorite part of Resident Evil Four is the end with the jet, you know, the ski do with the um, with the jet ski chase. Oh yeah, this is great. We're running away from Ocean Horn. Uh, he does have so like he's he keeps shooting bombs at us or ru- he keeps shooting missiles at us, but I don't like. I feel like I should have been hit by the missiles, but I wasn't. Right. Then there's the laser points down at the ground that eventually blow up that you need to keep away from. Then at some point he shoots something on the ground that shoots like fire out and it's like one hit kill. Uh, oh, really? I ran into that once and it just immediately killed me. I got trampled uh, by Ocean Horn one time and I wasn't happy about it because as we know in this game, you have to restart everything again. But we go through all of that. Then we have the fight with Ocean Horn and this okay so i'm just gonna run through this fight really quick because i just think it was just like dumb yeah um very dumb all you have to do is this is what i did tell okay interrupt me if we did something different um there are the the trial off like black holes all around and when you shoot them they get big and what i did is when oceanhorn was close to one of those shot it sucked up oceanhorn and then infected it, and then you shoot the infections, and that's how you damage it. Yep. Do that, beat him. That's it. Yep. In the first game, uh, Ocean Horde would shoot a laser at you, and you would use your shield to bounce the laser back, and that would, like, stun it. But then really all you needed to do was play your flute in the end anyway, so that didn't really matter. But I tried using my shield first, and that didn't work. Well, we, you didn't have the sh- shield of Kronos. Exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> we had the sh- it was the shield of Kronos. If I had the shield of Kronos, it. I would have been able to do that. You're right. But here's so that's the thing. We go and we 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 do enough damage to Oceanhorn that we manage to escape. Yes. And then the credits roll. That is it. <laughs> Pretty much. 
we this is where uh, okay so after the credits and all that stuff um we get an epilogue where it, it says like the oru collected the emblem and the last like five remaining oru hid it away and what was left over and then it was just the same thing of like with the gill folk the mm-hmm. princess gave it to their king she went but back we don't down get to, to see their, the king yeah we went back down to their city they they name dropped the king uh whose ghost we fight in the first game uh who's the final boss of the the gilfolk uh dungeon and yeah so like they they show them all walking ceremoniously to the the elevator that takes you down to the city that we never get to see and yeah, yeah. and Ta-da. uh then they just say like well and we never figured out what happened with the sun emblem yep um <laughs> uh, and then the last thing that we get to see is Ocean Orn is still just on the hunt. Yeah, just swimming around. Just swimming around. And this is where, like, I and I only just had this thought of just that, yeah, it's still just searching for Trin's soul. Like, I think that's all it all at once is Trin's soul. Because, yeah, in the first game, it's uh, that I could see that theory making sense because in the first game, your family is just in a generational struggle against stopping ocean horn where you know your dad goes and and keeps it busy while you do your adventure and then you write a journal for your kid and then he has to do the same thing and yeah so we do get this other uh scene where we see mayfair with a baby uh trin is talking the whole time uh about like you know it's obviously not going to be taken care of in our time uh, but maybe future generations will be able to stop Oceanhorn. And Obviously, they'll never we, be able to stop Oceanhorn for some reason. We then, like, I don't, at first I was like, okay, so this is where we actually have a connection direct to it. We don't have to be like, oh, this is a reference here. This is all this. So, like, I assume the baby is... I, I wanted to say the baby's our dad, but I don't even know if that's long enough time. No, 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 no. I think this generations go by okay so it's just um, the baby and baby. you know and and before they before they leave and before we start the the whole ocean horn going into the void talking to the chronicler all that stuff she's like maybe when this is all over we can dot 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 and she's like bone down or something and you know so <laughs> yeah this is we have we get married or whatever yeah yeah have a kid so Great. Um, and when we run away from Oceanhorn, it's just kind of us getting on our boat and leaving, and that's when the credits roll because we we run away from from it. And yeah, so nothing really happens until credits are over. The credits were very. Uh, I was very shocked to see them. I yeah. For the listener, the series of events was I I beat the game. Out first out of everybody i finished the game i saw the credits roll and i picked up my phone and googled ocean horn to true ending because i assumed i missed something that i needed to get the real ending uh then i discovered <laughs> that that was in fact the ending and i texted everyone i finished the game <laughs> question mark and and then i i think i Texted back. I was like, "Yeah, yeah, me too," <laughs> because I got to this part 
and like I'm just sitting there like intently watching, you know, staring at this. And um, uh, our patron uh, Boris was hanging out and watching with me, or uh, watching me play, and we're just sitting there kind of looking at it. And all of a sudden, you know, this pan happens, like you know, uh, it, it fades to black and then it fades back in over the sky and it pans. And I'm like sitting there waiting, like this has the framing of a credits you, you would you would normally see this looks like credits are going to start rolling and i sat there for about like five to ten seconds going waiting for the credits to roll in disbelief in absolute disbelief that credits were about to roll and then they didn't and i'm like oh okay i oh good i thought credits were going to roll there and then the credits roll and i'm like god <laughs> damn it like <laughs> come on ocean horn what the hell just happened but that's the thing, like, we knew going in, we were playing a prequel to a world that was destroyed, that, like, wasn't finished. And so, obviously, we couldn't beat the game and save the world. Right. But we could have at least had all of these loose threads tied up. Uh, no, nope. <laughs> What their intentions were. For some of this stuff makes no sense. It is never explained. So that wraps up Oceanhorn Two. Um, like literally, like they don't they don't really explain anything else beyond that. It, the the end credits just are like, you know, oh here's the things that lead into the next game. Doesn't really we're not going to explain anything it, that was it's, new. It's kind of like how how the prequel Star Wars movies ends, where it's like everyone has to be in their spot. So that in 30 years, we know where they've been in that same spot for it's like, the entire time. The scene that always sticks out to me is when you see young Yoda and he goes, thank you, Chewbacca. And then yeah. it shows Chewbacca. <laughs> right. And it's like, why? Why does he need to be there? And that's kind of like what happened here. Like, um, yeah, you know, Obi-Wan's got to go to Tatooine and then we've got to see him building his house so that he lived like oh you, see he's been here ever since like th- nothing happens in between these two movies we have to set everything in its place so that the you cycle know is complete that you know where what it all where it all began so uh i wrapped up this game uh just a little over 20 hours at 94% completion with a rank level of 13 out of yeah, what i don't know 20 hours about, I think I was level twelve or thirteen. I BC, do you remember yours? I I I, I was. I think I was level thirteen, uh, and I I had eighty something percent completion, um, but I I don't remember the time. Yeah. I was too busy staring in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! It, you know what? The game plays all right. It's it's just a. It's a it's a meh game. It's whatever. It's like like I like I thought about uh it's probably about as as mechanically as competent as Ari, but Ari is so much more interesting. Like has cool puzzles, has like cool things going on within it. And but mechanically it's just like yeah, you sort of 
you sort of tried something and you were a little too ambitious and you didn't quite pull it off and you you had to leave things out. Like we're in the era of a lot of these games that we've been playing. Well, I mean, in the show, we're in the era of our show where we we end up with a lot of games that are like, man, this was not done. Uh, you know, like Wind Waker or Twilight Princess or Ari or Oceanhorn Two. Like this game needed more time. It wasn't quite done yet. I I think in in contrast to you know Ari and Wind Waker, which were both unfinished games, like. Wind Waker was unfinished, but still accomplished what it wanted to. Like, in Ari, when you get to the end of Ari, and there's, like, the twist, like, it felt fast. Literally seconds before the, the screen goes black and rolls credits. Yeah, there's that twist <laughs> at the end, and it felt fast, but it's like, oh, okay, that kind of yeah, that kind of makes sense. This was just, like, throughout the entire game, it was just piling on more and more lore. Until you get to the end and nothing's resolved, it just and you just have a big old like knot. You have like a ball ball of string that's just all knotted together, and they're like you you didn't need to keep adding things in. And and it's like if we think about Oceanhorn one, like the chronicler shows up at the end, and he's just like an offhand reference, but he's supposed to be this big thing in the first game, and like. You could just not know that the Chronicler exists if you played Oceanhorn One and you just didn't read that tablet. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I just, I just want to say, I think honestly, I think Oceanhorn Two is a good starting off place. Like, I think, I think this is actually a better game if you didn't play the first one and you're not being so concerned with like all the stuff that they're trying to stuff into here i think like if someone is playing this on switch at like i wish they didn't name oceanhorn 2 i wish they just named oceanhorn knights of the lost realm and maybe i mean like i believe that's right right it is it is oceanhorn 2 on the, on yeah. the name yep. right yeah it is um yeah i think it would have been better if they just did it that way and then you can say Oh, if you want to know more, if you if you want to see how everything wraps up in this and all of that, then there's that. Like I I if you looked at it in a certain way where you're like it subverts your expectations of no, we couldn't beat him. Like w- this was too catastrophic. It's it's the uh Avengers in uh, you know, in game or whatever, like kind of thing where it's just sort of like, yeah, we're just going to leave it here because like obviously we couldn't beat him. Is is it it's not just going to be the thing where yeah, we we came together and we put all our power together and we saved the world. And it's like, okay, cool. They did something different there, but because we are already experienced with the story and all of that, we're just sort of like you are doing too much here. There is like you're you're just leaning on the fact that you already made this game that explains this stuff so you're you're kind of half-assing any kind of lore uh in the end it's it it does come off as just references uh yeah. r- rather than it, you building the world up more but if you came to this game first time i think it's different i it, we kind of mentioned like the shield of chronos the empty item slot um there are th- when I was looking for the ending to figure out if what I saw was truly the ending, I, like I saw yeah. a Reddit post where people were able to clip like behind um, the ice wall, basically get out of bounds. And I, Jeremy shared a tweet recently where they updated uh, glitches that let you go to unplayable areas, like let you go out of bounds. 
Um, yeah. But people glitched out of bounds, and they were like, you can walk up to the beacon in Source. It like, there's nothing in it, but it's not finished, but it was supposed to be there. It's behind that ice wall. Like, so it, mm-hmm. it yeah. makes it seem like it was supposed to be something there. We have an item slot that doesn't get used, which makes it feel like there was supposed to be another item that was there. Um, I may, I may, I don't, I don't think I'm done with the game, but we're, you know, we're, we're done with the game here on the show. Uh, but I am interested in finding a couple more of those things just to be like, is there something else with that uh, for my own curiosity? I think there's supposed to be, uh, and I, I was kind of confused about this before, but I think there's supposed to be something like in source, like there's supposed to be an Easter egg after you beat the game, which did either of you go back and um, play after you beat the game? No, no, I've, I, that, that is what I will possibly be doing when we're done recording so you know what happens when you uh turn the game on back back on after you beat the game uh no. it loads you back into the ocean horn fight um and i was like oh there goes my save file but uh there's a uh. door in the in the boss room <laughs> now that you can walk through and that door <laughs> takes you back in time to before you started the fight with uh Triloth. See, th- okay, this could be so cool, right? Imagine, imagine, okay, there have games that have done this before. Imagine you do this, you go through right. all the credits, you turn the game back on, and it's like it's like near all of a sudden where you're like, oh no, now you have to get now this you're going for the second ending, you're going for ending B no, right now, no, where it's just like, no, we can go right. back in time, we know these that's, things, we can that's change all that. Hilarious, it's like it's probably uh, not here's that, your, but imagine here's your before <laughs> the Ganon fight door, so you can go back and look for more daggers. <sighs> that's Oshnord too. Yeah. What if, if you were gonna recommend this to somebody? What would you say to them? Don't listen to the story, and it's fine. <laughs> like the game would have been a lot better if they had been less ambitious with the story. Yeah. And I mean, the gameplay's mm-hmm. fine. If you need something to kill the time and you know beat up some monsters. Yeah, it's yeah. fine. Uh, the the boat's great. Yeah. Um, and they spent seven years making this game and they still couldn't complete it. To be fair, it was like, it was like five years, um, do it for, for the whole thing. Cause there's a, there's a six year five. gap between them and they're not like necessarily doing the game nonstop for six years. I mean, it could be even be like three years, five. you know, they yeah. didn't touch it for a little while and then had the idea to make a, the prequel or whatever. But, um, yeah. you think if they do ocean horn three, I'll be there for it. Well, a question if we're actually going to play it on the show, but I'll be there for it. Um, right. There is another game that I think is a, a further back prequel, but it's like a co-op dungeon crawler that's only on mobile right now, and I don't think there's really a story right. there, but that exists. They made more games, and that sounds fun. So that's my recommendation based on never playing it. <laughs> yeah. All right. You know, here's the other thing. I think I was loving my time so much with this because in our next season, we're going back to The Legend of Zelda, the DS game with (laughs) Spirit Tracks, the follow-up to Phantom Hourglass. Right. Right. So, uh, before we go, I want to give a shout-out to our patrons over at patreon.com slash chatofthewild. Shout-out to Genova, Rutger, Termotten, Miss Dino, Jitterbug, Todd Hunt, Fox with two X's, Tyler J. Hebblewaite, Cody Jarbo, 
Michael Fontaine, Donald Fuller, Lisa Slack, and Colleen Rooney. Thank you all so much. Woo! Um, Thanks, friends. If you go to Patreon.com, you can also uh, vote for our next Gaiden game. That survey will be up, should be up by the time this episode airs. Uh, Patreon.com slash Shadow of the Wild. For as little as a dollar a month, you can join in, join our Discord, get a bonus episode each month where we just talk about whatever video games we've been playing and vote on things such as our next Gaiden game. We have a short list of games that you can pick from there. And uh, also, if you're in the Discord, you can give us a, a shout-out to a game that you want on that list. So you, it isn't just we just pick those and you can pick from the small thing. You can also mm-hmm. help decide what is going to be in that small batch that we vote for as well. Hashtag build the list. Yes, all of that stuff. <laughs> but anyway, thank you all so much, and we will see you next time on Chat of the Wild. Bye.